0: Just think about that. The average speed, not even the top speed, the average yeah. speed 160 miles an hour. It just blows my mind. And i tell you something Ted, as soon as you've done half a dozen laps, it feels gutless. <laughs> you want more power. You've never got enough power or enough speed. That's, that's, that's the story of your life. More power. <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> you, get, you get used to it quite quickly um, and then you just want more of it. Yeah. Whatever you're driving. Lights
1: out, and away we go.
0: Welcome to an American's Guide to Formula One. I'm Andy Lewis. And I'm Tim Lewis. Now let's start the show. Let's start the show indeed. We're back with our race results and race reactions to the Monza Grand Prix. Uh, I don't know about you, Dad, but that that opening clip slash moment with Martin was—I mean—best thing since sliced bread. As far as an intro, <laughs> as far as an intro for this uh, Monza episode, I don't know about you, but I don't think I could get used to 160 mile an hour average.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I think I'd—I'd I'd be satisfied. I was—I was right there with Ted going like just think like just let that sink in the average speed 160 miles an hour that was yeah. and we were we were privy to some excellent qualifying probably one of the best qualifying sessions of uh the season come like close the only other one that was close was when lewis got it too but i'm just like thankfully glad that we had a different pole sitter that yeah, that was that was nice, and and talk about a close qualifying. I think that they said that that was the closest qualifying spread this season. I know at one point in Q two, nine tenths of a second separated first to fifteenth.
1: Nine tenths. That's just it's, it, that's just crazy. That fifteen cars within each other under within a second of each other. That's pretty. Well, I mean, imagine, imagine everybody.
0: Everybody's fast. Imagine sitting in, you know, you just got Q two eliminated from Q two, and you and you're like, how how much did we miss it by? And he, and the guy goes, oh, a couple thousandths of a second. I yeah. Mean, there's only one second between the whole field. I mean, I would a feel awful and relieved at the same time because, like, you were so close. You were so close. Like that's incalculable to me. The difference between being eliminated and going into Q three, and but also you're like, well, geez, there's only a second between us all. Like, what am I gonna? How am I gonna even do that? I don't know. It was, and then the podium for the or the the first three in qualifying were separated by five one hundredth of a second from first to third. That was so exciting, and I was just so proud and happy. My boy science is on a roll. He's showing again why he should be the leader of the Ferrari team, not Leclerc. Not Leclerc. Science
1: interesting. Is
0: look go back to this is this is a long time coming too because he has a slow start, he usually takes him a little bit longer to get up to speed or get to comfortable with the Ferrari. Leclerc seems to be just naturally fast in whatever he gets in. But science is a better team leader, a better has better race craft, is more dependable, is more reliable, is better under pressure. I mean, in every way that I can see other than just natural raw ability and maybe one lap pace, but he he had the one lap pace here. And he had the strategy, and he had the the coolness and the and the ability to handle the pressure of having Max behind you in a car that you know is way faster. I mean, there's no doubt that he was the driver of the day. And he did the same sort of thing at that put the the car way above where it was actually at. I think he's just on a roll right now, and I can't wait for the next race. Oh, and did I mention, after the race when he was out celebrating in Milan, somebody tried to jack his $500,000 Richard Mill watch, and he caught him. He chased him down and caught him, and the guy got busted. <laughs> Lando Norris gets his watch stolen. He's, well, shoot. Sir, uh, Carlos Sainz is like, uh uh-uh, uh, not now, not after that podium, not here. <laughs> <laughs> that is just, can you tell I'm a fan of Carlos Sainz, Dad?
1: Uh, I was just kind of, except you left one thing out about Carlos. What's that? He's, don't you think he's probably the most. Of all the drivers, he's probably the most handsome of them all. Oh yeah, easily. You know, I mean, he's Ham, got every. Ham,
0: Hamilton's up there too, for sure. But. <laughs> Speaking of good looking, before we get into too much, we gotta talk. We should talk about the one-off liveries for the Monza Grand Prix. Ferrari. Uh, can they please just do a whole car in yellow once? Imagine if imagine if that, like, I like delivery. I did to celebrate their their victory at Le Mans this year, which, congratulations, that's awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. I love a yellow Ferrari. I think Ferrari's yellows are amazing. But instead of having it be all red, a little bit of yellow, and a little bit of black, it would have been so much better, I think, if it would have been all yellow, a little bit of black, and a little bit of red. But really good. But then they were absolutely... Completely shown up by the Alfa Romero car, if you, if if I don't say so oh, myself.
1: I was hoping, I was hoping we we're going to get to that. That was just beautiful. I mean, what a cool. And
0: to celebrate the launch of the new Type Thirty Three, whatever, which looks incredible. I don't know if you've had a chance to go and look at that car. Their new, like, I think they're they're only doing thirty three, but it's a remake of the Le Mans Type Thirty Three. You know, but. Everybody who's listening to this is also into, like, road cars and stuff. If you haven't gone and, like, seen – I think Top Gear has done a first-look video for it. But there's – the interior of that car is so incredible. And it's just one of the best, like, new take Hyper-E, you know, of an old car. And I guess it's going to have the MC20s, a detuned MC20 engine. So um, really cool. Only 33 of them. All the money and all bought, I think so. But that gave us a really cool one-off livery to celebrate. And like, you know, it's it's Italy, it's the Italian Grand Prix. Uh, Alfa Romeo is going to show up, and boy, did they ever! That that tricolore with the gold Alfa Romeo. I mean, yeah, yes, please. Oh, baby. Well, and then why don't they do that cool livery all year round? Why, like, why, why? Just tell me why. Why, like, you should get. Championship points for the best livery. Every race should have a a one or two championship points for coming to the race with the best livery. I thought they were That's trying the to best limit idea us, I've ever had. No, that you get a you get a special <laughs> allocation in the budget. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Livery budget. Come on, this is going to bring fans. This is going to bring a whole other world of them, uh, like people who love yeah. design and aesthetics. And like, man, comment in the comments if you are with awarding championship points for the best livery brought by an F1 team per race. That would be, that's, man, I'm a genius sometimes. (laughs) And Red Bull would lose all the time. They wouldn't understand it. They'd be like, it does not make the car go faster. Why? (laughs) Well, like called, what
1: they could do is maybe just have a, just put uh, make a great big Red Bull can and put wheels on. It.
0: I mean, yeah, that's what they have driving around. All the, remember when they used to do that? They used to have yeah. little Mini Coopers with that. Kind of
1: like the Oscar Mayer, the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Yep. You know, I, I've that's seen that's yellow.
0: It. I've seen it. I mean, <laughs> at at times this season they've been as slow as that, or not them, but other cars. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right.
1: Well, isn't it? Isn't it uh, the other thing about Monza? This was its 100th year of being a racetrack. So cool. Not in Formula One, but being in a, a dedicated racetrack. It opened in, well, I guess 1923 or two. Or something. Yeah,
0: 23. If
1: it's 100 either. It'd have to be 23 if it's a century.
0: Um, it was pretty bummer to see the how bad the track and track area was devastated by the storms they had in Italy this year.
1: Well, yeah, I guess how, they say they had to remove ten thousand trees. Ten
0: thousand trees were destroyed by the by the the Man. same the same storm systems that caused us to not race at Imola.
1: Pretty right. crazy, and that was just and that was just this spring. yeah. Yeah. So. so they did a lot in a little bit of time. That's crazy. Mm. Um,
0: yeah, speaking of crazy, that. how crazy good was the first 13 laps of this race? And the last Oh, couple? man. That, I mean, yeah. this, that is what everybody's talking about when they're like, there's no excitement this season because Max's dominance. I, I mean, I get that that's what we're all talking about, is that we don't know what's about to happen, even though we all – Kinda knew what was gonna happen, um. But just watching Leclaire, I mean, you know, science Leclaire and Verstappen just go was so exciting,
1: um. Yeah, I think that was a pretty tight grouping there going into turn one, and uh, but boy, they all managed to get through and and. The signs making that great move. He just to, uh, was
0: so good off the line. I mean, he, he actually yeah. got beat off the line by Max.
1: but It looked like it, yeah.
0: But just, I think Brendel said it, perfect car placement. Like, he, perfect. Yeah. Uh, he helped Leclerc out. He gave Leclerc strip stream. He defended against Max. I mean, he did everything perfectly. Up until he started to lose the rears and that had that lockup, Going into turn one, I was really like, can he do this? Can, are we about to see – and Science was saying, if I could just get through that first stint, I I was like, I feel like I could handle it. But
1: he mm, just – the yeah. tires.
0: The Ferrari's been too hard on its tires all year long in race trim. And yeah, it's been pretty been munchy on those, hasn't it? Good. And that's, then it was that's... really warm on, on the Sunday. yeah. They said it was what like track temp was 44 degrees Celsius or something like that. It was high.
1: Yeah, it was really high.
0: So any higher than go usual. Yeah, higher much higher. No, than it was eight, just higher than usual. Well, even in qual I think qualifying uh it was 28 or 30 or something like that. So I mean, throw on, you know, yeah, 12 to 16 degrees or whatever, 14 degrees higher track temps so that's going to have a have an effect on the On the tire, for sure. I mean, Mercedes struggled with it, but I mean, and of course, the worst of all was Haas, who I actually picked up.
1: Oh yeah, picked up K. Max. I
0: thought he was really gonna. I mean, I thought Ferrari power unit. Like I thought, I did the same thing. He's been so good in qualifying this year, and then, well, and then in
1: free practice two and three, they were tops. You know what? They were. Top 10. Yeah. They were eight and nine in free practice three, right? Yeah. I believe so. I thought I did the same thing. Wasn't
0: to be. Was... Yeah.
1: Well.
0: Okay. Standout corners of Monza, too. We have how much great wheel to wheel action were we having around that Curva Grande coming out of turn one? Or is that the Parabolica? No, that's Curva Grande. Correct, coming, right. coming after out of turn one, the sh- the turn first chicane into the turn one. Man, right, that there were so many good moments that time where after the lockup on thirteen, where Max is going to get gets passed. I thought for a second, Science was going to hold him. It's just you, once you get that inside line coming out of the exit of turn one, if you have if you can keep it, you can't come back. And science had to go wide after the lockup. He cut off the angle too much. But he just stuck it in there. And the other really, I was watching all the onboards before we started recording and there was the Albon and Norris. And talk about stand, another standout performance was Alexander Albon. That car, I th- they all thought was going to be really good, but I think it ended up being not as great. Um, they really were lacking some some downforce for the last parabolica, I guess was really tricky. And, and, uh, I was listening to Mark Hughes analysis on the races podcast. And he said that Alex was fighting that car all lap, every single lap of that race. And, and you saw the difference in pace between, um, Sergeant and Albon. It was just another performance where Albon shows that it's, it's him. It really, it was like, it's very reminiscent of when George was in, in the Williams. Where, and I think, and that's not, I'm not talking ill of the Williams because it's actually becoming a very well-rounded car and is coming up on the back of the midfield. It's definitely not the 18th or 19th or 20th fastest car like it has been. It's, they're making real progress, especially. Yeah, their
1: upgrades, yeah, well, their upgrades this year have just been, golly, uh, you know, like stellar. Out of this world, considering what what they've done in the past, for sure. But I mean,
0: uh, Albon P seven, Sergeant P thirteen.
1: You know, yeah, a ro- yeah, a rookie, P thirteen. Yeah.
0: Well, no, I mean that's and that's pretty good for for Logan Sergeant, but Liam Lawson finished P eleven in his second race. P eleven. Talk about yeah. Uh oh, Danny. Let's let's talk about that because that's something we have to get yeah. out of the way. Is what does this mean for Danny? You know, I think I think I had heard so they were saying that he won't be back for four races. So, yeah, we had he missed Zamvoort, he missed Monza. He's going to miss Singapore and then and Suzuka. And I mean, if Lawson keeps doing as good as he's doing. And I mean, cause now that they're 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 each have two races in the same car, both their second races were in the dry. Danny's was P13 was his best showing Lawson's P11.
1: Right. And, and, but and Sonoda is just in the other off Atari is we, so well, this well, is we, the second race in a row.
0: Yeah. We didn't get to see you know, so. the proven pace of that car. In the hands right, I what it, yeah. Like, it would have been really telling if Sonoda's sitting down there 14, 13 near Sergeant and yeah. Joe. But something tells me Sonoda probably would have been more up by Botas, but I don't think he's getting past Fernando Alonso. Not likely. There, there was uh, an incident with Lawson and Botas where that didn't... Look very great for Lawson and that in those onboards where uh, he basically runs right into the side of Botas, going into the second chicane, the one with an Ascari into Ascari, and it just and he blamed (laughs) Botas. I was like, like, No, and Botas takes his hand off the steering wheel and is like pointing at him. It, It was not, didn't look good, yeah. Um, but all in all, I think Lawson's showing that Red Bull has to put a has to find him a seat. He can't be a reserve driver. I don't
1: know. He's looking awful good.
0: I, I mean, he didn't he didn't races. score points like Devries, but there wasn't as much carnage as the Devries race either. And mm-hmm. um, and the and in that race, Devries was in the Williams, not an Alphatari already, and the Williams was a faster car. I think if Lawson would have been in the in the and Williams, he would have easily been in the top ten, driving like the way he did. So
1: yeah, he just seems to keeps everything tidy and during the race, doesn't he? For the most part, we um, you know the with the um, uh, race at Sandford, the well, just just in the in the wet and dry and wet, you know, he just he didn't put it in the wall, he didn't. He seemed to manage everything really well. So. I, I was but listening. Yeah, it was, and it was fast.
0: I was listening. To, well, in and, Zamborne, and he passed LeClaire. Yeah. I mean, he, he, not like he just showing up and getting in around all the laps without an incident. Good. Well done. I was listening to uh, Collecting Cars, and Chris Harris was talking about Lawson, and he said, if that would have been me and they're like hey uh, i know you haven't driven this car yet but how about you do it in the wet on one of the most difficult tracks on the calendar he was like, right. he said well that's that's game over then boys huh we're packing up like <laughs> i'm not doing it like and that was chris harris you know i mean so like to to get in that car and to just do as good as he did that was already a huge check and then to get it in the dry and improve i mean watch out danny Danny's got to. Well, he's got to be watching. Thing was, this. He's like, that... shit, man. I got to come back with a broken hand, and I got to be better. I got to be better.
1: Yeah. Well, and the other thing was is that the only time that Lawson had driven the AlphaTauri on slicks was driving, <laughs> driving up to the for uh the formation lap, uh, for the first time. Yeah. I mean he he'd been he'd just been driving on um that or wet and so uh, impressive and i and you kind of wonder i mean how is that gonna turn out i mean yeah just,
0: i mean that they have to find him a seat I don't know, I think you know they might it would be a really strong option for for um well, I know the i know. Guan Yu Zhou uh, or Zhou's seat at Alpha is not certain yet. They said that pretty openly that they want to see more pace from him. And I was like, I really think Joe's proven, uh, uh, I think earned a seat at, at, a Alpha, at a Alpha Romero.
1: There's been many yeah.
0: times this season when he's been out qualifying, out racing Botas up until an incident yeah. that's out of his control.
1: Well, we're going to find out. We got... Probably two more races where we can, I think, with Lawson in the seat. I think with, with
0: well, yeah, well, at least that. But, I, okay, so Joe's seat is on un, is unknown, and, of course, Logan Sargent's seat is an unknown. And I, I don't think that, um, has Aston Martin confirmed? Is the Stroll situation locked down?
1: I haven't heard anything. I know
0: I alluded to it on the last podcast, but then didn't really follow up talking about it. But there is a big rumor that that um Stroll is could be leaving Formula One to go play professional tennis to join the professional the tour for tennis. Which
1: Oh well, that's a random.
0: No, to me I, I guess he's a good tennis player, actually. I guess but <laughs> if he's gonna go but I wonder if it's if it's them like, okay, well we have to keep Alonzo. We have to. He's so good, he's doing so great for us, but we how do we how do we have a discrepancy every race of stroll p sixteen alonzo p nine you know right and i mean now especially now that they've been passed in the constructors, and that if if uh if stroll had been getting even I mean he should, if even if he was just running P9 P8 every race which he he should be. If Hamilton's been or if Alonso's been on six podiums this year, I mean that, that means at least at the very minimum stroll should be scoring points every every race if you're a formula yeah. one driver in a car Top of the ten Accord every race. race. And yeah. I mean how long I know he's daddy's son, the owner's son, but at, I mean it's costing you guys standings in the constructors now.
1: Yeah, it's really Ferrari neat surpassed,
0: neat. and it's still tight. And I mean, if it, it just, yeah, it, it. I think and like maybe that's the way Stroll doesn't have to fire or you know kick his son out. He goes, oh, he's he's decided on his own accord to go be a professional tennis player now. But
1: yeah, well, yeah. I'd say f- face for everybody probably.
0: Um, so that was that. What else? Who else stood out to you? We we should probably talk about the Pia Astri and Hamilton collision too. What did you, what did you make of that little wheel touch?
1: Well, I, I didn't think much of it actually at the time. Um,
0: the question that came please? up on one of the podcasts I was listening to, I think it was a race where they said. There was a question, one of the people, they answer questions in the end. And, um, like, what's the point of a five-second penalty? Because I think George, George Russell and Lewis Hamilton both got five-second penalties and were able to just drive past the five seconds. And it, it did not even affect them. You know? Right. But, but it ruined... Um, Piastri's race. So I, I mean, yeah. you have, you know, that's always been the 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 statement is that you have to judge the incident, not the outcome. But I don't think that that's I don't I don't know how I feel about that anymore because I think it's dangerous. Like the penalty has to have an effect, or else what's the point of even giving the penalty? Good point. So. But, but then I was watching the onboards and like from Lewis's perspective um you can't I mean the visibility in those cars is is so bad that I I I can't fault I, Lew, I can't fault Lewis for that incident either he thought he got hit you know Mhm and it was him running into Pia- the back of Piastri or the front tire of Piastri and all fairness to Hamilton is he threw his hands up right away and said, after he saw it, or, you know, was made aware, he's like, oh, God, you know. And then I saw a clip on social media of Hamilton getting out of his car first and going to Piastri's car before Pastry could even get out and apologizing. Just showing, yeah. you know, really, like, what a stand-up guy. But, I mean, it doesn't suck any less to go from being in the points to not being in the points,
1: you know. Well, yeah, it, it's. Yeah, it's uh you know these 5 second penalties tend to either not matter uh or they
0: are devastating. Affect,
1: well, yeah, they 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 really adversely affect the outcome of the person who was um I guess infraction occurred on. Yeah. So I mean,
0: or the, that's the thing is, like we're living in this season where we're getting these five second penalties after after a safety car restart. Remember that happened to Science and a couple other people this year, and it yeah they dropped them at twelve places.
1: And then both it's kind of like yeah, it's kind of like okay, you get a five second penalty, you got to come in the pits, or just have a a drive through the pit. Remember
0: they? I haven't seen a drive through penalty awarded
1: in years. Well, I don't know if they even exist anymore. Do they?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I, I mean...
1: I would be a curious thing to look into because you want real-time effect to the infraction. Yeah. To me. Because like you say, a lot of times people can just drive through the five-second penalty and so the perpetrator of the penalty doesn't have any consequence but Like you say, it wrecked Piastri's race.
0: I forget who the battle was with with Russell. I think it probably. I think it was Albon. He was. They were having a real hard time getting around Albon fairly. Yeah, and so he cut the chicane, you know, made it look like oh, you got got pushed off, and they clearly cut the corner to get around him, and took the penalty, but was able to get clear of the five seconds.
1: Right, so because and they probably knew that to begin with. Well, that's what probably I'm probably all
0: is, is like like in that in that regard, he gained the advantage by cheating, penalized, but the penalty doesn't. I mean, it's the way we penalize pharmaceutical companies in this country. It's like who cares if you knew Oxy was going to kill billion or millions of people, and you have to pay billions of fine, billions in fines, but you still made. Five billion dollars, I, I—I mean, what's the point? That doesn't actually hurt. Yeah.
1: What's the point? Same, yeah, same kind of thing. So, so I that's think, why I'm saying, Mace, have him serve a penalty. Uh, you know, go to the drive-through. Go back to drive-through. Well, or penalties, they just, yeah, immediately.
0: Or it's a grip penalty. You, you, you gained. You passed Albon off track. Well. You never yielded the position back. Now you finish behind Albon and Lewis because Lewis was able to get, you know, yeah. ahead of Albon. Yeah. You get you reverted another. back to the position you were in before the penalty. There you go. Because or else, or else you're just gonna, we're going to start seeing people Mario Karting it, going finding these shortcuts <laughs> through the runoffs and getting the position, taking the penalty, and driving away. Like
1: yeah, I, that's always bothered me about the consequence for the penalty should be immediate not oh we'll, we'll look at it at the end of the race and,
0: yeah uh, oh that's the yeah, other thing we, we should talk about, about from qualifying is is that they had the new race uh, uh what's what's the guy the race instructor or whatever the guy race directors Special rules, you know how the race directors at events can write in like special things, like you can't do this. Well, they he had they had a special one for Monza where you you had to have a minimum lap time, like a because you know how they'll when they're when they're trying to jockey for for space toward the end of a right qualifying yeah. session, they the race director said you have to get around the track in a minute forty has to, and I guess. um Brunda was saying that that basically gave him 25 seconds to play with. Um, well, it was in, it was cited that both science and um, Leclerc failed to do that, or it was invest it was being investigated, and it was being like you said, it, we'll investigate after the session. Well, science is sitting pole, well Leclerc sitting P3. The penalty <laughs> for for not doing that would have been a grid penalty. Do you think that they uh chickened out and because they wanted to leave Monza alive, or did it, they actually <laughs> actually investigate it and find that it wasn't like uh a problem?
1: well, that's kind of what i mean it was it didn't seem they didn't seem to make a big issue of it, and so I just thought. Oh, they they were under the time frame uh so they didn't get a penalty but but they really didn't
0: i i guess i think i think what I what they had said what what i had heard they said was um you know like i think it was that <laughs> they they weren't driving unnecessarily slowly and so they it was fine it was like not a big deal I mean, but it it is kind of lame. If I would have been, you know, Red Bull or or, you know, like, uh, you know, Perez, I mean, yeah, Red Bull or or Williams or Mercedes or McLaren, I would have been saying, no, 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 no. If they went over the white line, that's track limits. You, this is the same as track limits. It's a regulation you put forth. They didn't follow it. They need to be penalized but I mean, can you imagine the level of riot that would have ensued? If <laughs> get, <laughs> kicking Ferrari off of toll at Monza. Like that was, that would have been, and the, yeah. that I didn't want to see, I hate when things like that, but if, you know, would have affected the actual result, but. And
1: you know, there wasn't, an, and usually the, the typical pundits, the, the race people, the Formula One yeah. people, they would they would have had a special segment on that if it really was a big deal, don't you think? Well, and again, I, think I don't that, remember I still, coming across an article or anything
0: like no, that. No, it was just they – I think they. it was in the driver's briefing that morning is what they – when they decided to do it, which I think is important. No, but I meant – Because I think well, that – We've had a couple of these calls this year, um, with cars driving slow and people on their hot lap. And I mean, if you're trying to avoid standing pretty much stopped cars on a hot lap, or people about to go, you know, it does create some dangerous situations. So I do think that I like the idea of that rule. Like, hey, you can't be stopping. You gotta, you gotta be moving at pace. We gotta. I think that something does need to be done about that. I just am I'm glad I'm guessing it's one of the long way of saying is I'm glad it didn't cause an effect to that qualifying because it was so exciting.
1: And I just thought science deserved it. True. But it, it becomes more important on a track like Monza, where with that average speed of one sixty you can't have people piddling around. No. That's well, that's it is favorite. definitely It would definitely be dangerous. But Okay. But again, if it, was a, if it was an infraction, sorry.
0: Yeah, since you just brought up
1: speed again,
0: oh man, I, we have two more moments with Martin and I hope that I'm about to pick the right one. Here we go. It's going to be <laughs> this one. To pick up a little bit of a slipstream and Lando Norris close enough to Hamilton to get a bit of a double slipstream as long as he's not being hurt in the corners. The invisible magic hand that gives you a little bit more straight line (laughs) speed it's just so great the way he thinks because he said he said that i hear him say that in the invisible hand a lot of times um but that was just the speed is important the invisible hand the the slipstream, wasn't as powerful here as i don't as i think we've seen in the past um but there were a lot of people taking advantage of it with their inter-team racing. We had quite a bit of inter-team battles going on here. Most notably, Uh we had some contact between the two McLarens, which was getting pretty risky, and we had some really close calls toward the very end of the race between Leclerc and Sainz. And, man, was that just masterful was that not just so exciting to watch and i was like yep. i was like guys stop that's <laughs> one point <laughs> but then i was also but don't please don't <laughs> do but don't come here come here oh no get away get away like just like <laughs> get it get it home please get on the pot, like yeah um and i just think science just drove brilliantly and i, I uh i that rate i felt i felt for him on that radio where he said, Guys, can we please just can we bring him home? Like let's this is getting out of hand. So yeah. what, what do you think? What do you take of that? If you if you were Fred Vasseur, would you allow that to go on or would you
1: put a kibosh on it? I don't know. I think it turned out decent. It made for some great racing. It it played its hand, at times it was faster. And so, after a couple of goes at it, say, "Okay, we're calling the shots here, and we'll just bring them home, boys." Because that was exciting.
0: So you're I mean, you're scary. Of, you're of the let them let them battle, let them race camp, not the well
1: to within reason. And I don't know. Did they were they? I'm trying to remember. Was that just something that? science and Leclerc just decided to do or
0: I Leclerc said science was pushing the boundaries of defending and I was pushing the boundaries of attacking but it and I said that's not something I would like to hear one of my drivers say well yeah I was really pushing the boundaries of what was acceptable by the regulations but uh it's okay it was real fun (laughs) Wow, well, I mean some big there were some big lockups. That second lockup going into turn one was pretty gnarly on LeClaire. Um I just I just well, I just think of, you know, what was it, 20 what have been 2014 or 2016? There was uh was it Hungary? The two Mercedes came together and took both cars out. You know, oh, that, yeah. that's I mean, the risk. So I, but I, I, but I mean, at the same time, these guys are racing drivers. You want a competitive guy in there. And you also don't want to piss off one guy over the other. Um, I'm, I'm of the let it race unless it's hampering your race progress, too. Like, there's been a couple of times where they, Ferrari really does need to get somebody out of the way because somebody's a lot faster. Um, and the strategies are different, and yet they they don't. I mean, but I was there for it. I thought it was brilliant to watch. I thought.
1: Well, and they know. I mean, with all the ability to to accumulate the data, they know um, what are the chances of a driver being able to overtake another driver. Or for the same reason, they know, okay, you got to pull out of the way and let the other driver go by, your teammate go by, because... They are just crushing you, and you're holding them up. So, yeah, I, I wish it, we I wish we had we could listen to all the radio communication. I mean, you, during that time,
0: you can, but you have to be on their onboards, and then you lose. Right. I I wish you could I wish you could have an onboard and still hear the commentary. Yeah. Um, but that's my one beef is I wish you could hear the commentary. And hear the radios um, when you were in a. In do
1: you a, remember? Uh, do you remember if there was you know how they break in sometimes with the radios? Yeah. That that uh, Leclerc was he calling say you know I'm faster.
0: Yeah, but I, I think need to, I mean I I I think at certain points he was faster. He looked at he looked I I was really nervous. I thought LeClaire was going to get by him, but I think. Science just straight will is just willing his results right now. He's just that determined right now. Um I would say yeah of of drivers doing the best jobs right now, 100% Max is doing the best job of anybody. It's remarkable what he's doing. Um Albon and Science. Those would be my my top 3. Drivers, and then it would probably be Alonso, and um, then maybe Norris or Piastri. But Mm -hmm. top three, without a doubt, would be Max Verstappen, Carlos Sainz, and Alexander Albon. Both setting themselves well, I mean, you would have to put Alonso. We'll do a Mount Rushmore top four there. Those are the two, those are the four drivers that are just setting themselves apart from every from their team. And from the rest of the field, I think. So I, I just, I think it was just brilliant, personally.
1: Um, yeah, yeah I, I thought how it turned out was exciting. Uh, for whatever reason, was it uh, the drivers deciding to do that uh, without knowing exactly? I think it was just the, yeah,
0: two elite, elite drivers putting on a display for us and, well, just, and, then, and, and just wanting, can you imagine what standing on a podium at Monza in a, in a Ferrari fire suit must feel like? Oh yeah. I mean, you got a bolt. You, you, they just bolt and you realize that there's one left because Perez is, you saw Perez come and go. Right. And so, well, and I, then think I they was just looking at the timing. And- I bet you there was a big bonus too podium at Monza that's got to come with a a bonus oh and even if it doesn't come with a bonus just imagine being that guy in Milan that night you know just being on that podium just just you're here you're a hero
1: yeah the um I guess there was uh Formula One's uh post-race um uh, i don 't know if I want to call it analysis, but at the post post race show they were showing the Tifosi, oh, uh just storming the track up to the fences, and Laura Winter was there and uh, commentating on it, and they were just insane, yeah, and so I know what you 're saying there, and I was just looking at the the intervals. Um, at the at the end there between Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc, was less less than two tenths. Yeah, I mean they were so, they were
0: right, they were right on the edge. Um,
1: and I, you know probably that last coming out of the last turn, it, that uh, Leclerc probably backed off a little bit because he knew it was over. Um, yeah, but I, I actually saw it. Right.
0: I went, it was one of the onboards, and they tell Leclerc coming down the main straight. They said. Gap ahead, two tenths, final lap, and you just see him just bury. You like, I was like, I've never felt like the pedal hit the floor harder than right then. Like, you know, when you're like, it's already all the way down, but you push it a little harder, just the yeah, you like, did. It's <laughs> just that's one you more did.
1: horsepower if I push it. Just the yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, really, fully. So committed it kind of sounds like it kind of sounds like. Uh, well, I mean Charlotte knows what it feels for like it.
0: to stand on that podium. He already knows oh, yeah. how good that feels. So it was the battle yeah. of the will to return and the battle of getting there for the first time. And the getting there for the first time won out, and I couldn't have been more stoked for science. I really
1: couldn't. Yeah. I just think that he's was
0: exceptional. And he deserved every bit of that podium. The other person yeah. I think that really deserved the podium was Carlos or, or Sergio Perez. Um, yeah, we
1: we we haven't been talking much about it because well, it's all
0: been pretty negative as of late. But yeah, that was not that wasn't an easy drive.
1: Those Ferraris
0: made it quite difficult. He had to get past Russell Leclerc and Science to get where he was, and Leclerc did yeah. not make it easy. That got dicey, man. There was some, there was some really good wheel to wheel racing. I felt like what was really nice. That, we, that didn't get talked about enough during the coverage was how I feel like they perfectly judged DRS this race. Perfectly. Like, it wasn't blow-by DRS passes. There was a lot of real break under... It was a lot of breaking passing. Like, uh, there was mm-hmm. a brilliant outside turn to inside into the Ascari that... um hulkenberg got on alonso there was outbreak i mean it was you were constantly were hearing them talk about outbraking or passing in the braking zone which is exactly how drs was intended to be used it was to get yeah. you to the car not to the car around it in front of it and then a second ahead of the, before the turn you know it was to bring you within striking distance to get you alongside and then you had to make uh up the the move. You had to get it to stick. You had mm-hmm. to not lock up. You had to time it, you know. And I I feel like that didn't get enough attention and it was just just like the distances or where they were put was perfect. And I was really concerned that that we were going to see a Red Bull, you know, just storm past everybody. But it took 13 laps, and boy, they were great 13 laps. And it, and for boy, they were Perez. It took a lot. It took a lot more. It, it really showed you the difference between Max and Perez again. Another, another level of display. Because let's not forget that that uh, Checo had a brand new power unit too. I think we have a little a little excerpt about that as well. Oh yeah, some people in. Just think about that. The average speed, not even nope. the top. You really Same. want your freshest motor here. You always did, and you always will, but uh, obviously Perez's car sprang an oil leak, so they put a, a different donkey in it.
1: <laughs> a different donkey. <laughs> you know, I always thought they would talk... They were, What's the... They, the British say it's a lump? A what, lu- what kind of lump you got in it? <clears throat> but no, it's a... Martin, it's a donkey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, it's just... It's sheer it's, it's poetry. There's no other word
1: for it. Um, Rundle's great uh, hey uh, yo. the other thing was is that do you what's your sense of the Red Bull uh, primarily Max Verstappen's gap to the next driver over the prior races or do you know the average gap that uh, Verstappen has had over the other drivers at the end of the race no do you? Because, you know, we're, he was talking 30, 40 seconds ahead, right? Of uh, here in Italy? No. What I'm just it? saying
0: that. What is it? Just lay it on me. I,
1: I, I'm just saying that. I'm just thinking that. I just recall, oh, Max, 38 seconds ahead, 40-some seconds ahead at the end of the race. Well, he was only six seconds ahead of Perez, and... Uh, only 11 seconds head of sign so yeah but, uh,
0: but he was there were some laps where he was literally coasting i heard where it was like a 3 well, second deficit
1: on the last couple laps
0: like he was just
1: <laughs> but why cuz he because, because he wanted to because or, he, or because he had what's to What's the
0: point he wasn't going to get fastest lap what's the point yeah you're already yeah, saved true. the engine yeah like, winning is winning. He broke the record. He's probably calling the misses. <laughs> they were, yeah, they were patching him through to Seb, saying, hey, buddy, guess what? <laughs> I had heard somebody I hoping, I think it was on Collecting Cars podcast, that they were like, Seb should give him the trophy. Seb should be the guy on the podium to give him the trophy. And I, mm-hmm. wish, I wish that would have been the case.
1: Yeah, that would have been pretty
0: cool. I mean, we haven't even I can't believe we haven't even talked about that yet. 10 yeah, races in a row, new world new record. First time that's mm-hmm. ever happened, guys. And I mean, that's I think I think uh, Scott Mitchell's was, mom was saying something about this on on the race where he said, "You know, it's it's not one of those things that's all that particularly fun to like live through, but it will be like, you know, in 10 years, and you know, when we're talking about, oh, yeah, I remember that. I was, I watched that race, it was a good race, yeah, when Max won 10. I just wonder if it's gonna be, oh, yeah, I, rem- I remember when he won his 19th, and <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> said, said two muffled <laughs> tears. Um, but, uh, but I mean, that is an incredible achievement, like, a really, like it, it's impressive. I mean, and I know it's just another stat to him, but that's a that's a big deal. I don't, I wonder how many more it will be. I have high hopes for Singapore. I want to see Perez at least Perez win a couple more. I would I just want it to happen. And remember Max had a bad had a bad go at at Singapore last year too. So, but I just yeah, think, I, mean, I think he's in a different stratosphere right now. I really do.
1: Yeah. I mean things happen in r- in racing period, but um, He's boy in the reliability such a and all that.
0: He's in such a different strategy, like zone right now that like people are who know that I'm into Formula One that aren't into Formula One are talking to me about how about him. Like he's that far out of the F one world is like I had two people today at work go, Oh I've Heard about this Max for stopping guy. Pretty big deal, huh? <laughs> you know yeah. like, like that's how how far out he's getting as people are going, You like this crap, right? I heard about the, your boy, the Dutch guy. He's uh Yeah,
1: that <laughs> not my boy. First of all. <laughs> the one the the one that makes all the orange smoke come out. That guy.
0: The guy who farts orange flares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh Andrew just slay me. Uh just slay me, man.
0: So we have yeah, well, we have at least Singapore look forward to and then we have Suzuka man, but they're they're gonna be coming fast fast and furious here now.
1: Yeah, they will. We, we have got, a, we have an off weekend. We have a break this weekend. This weekend. Yeah, we have but, an off weekend. But boy. I mean...
0: How it, stoked are you for Singapore. That's one of my all time favorite tracks.
1: Oh man, that's uh,